The Monster Rabbit Podcast, Season 4. Let's fucking go. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Monster Rabbit Podcast with me, your host, Dan Locke. I'm back, baby. I took a, a sabbatical. I think you can call it a sabbatical. It's a Sabbath? Sabbat, Sabbath? Sabbatical? I don't know. I took a little break from social media, a much-needed break just because I needed to get rid of that noise and the constant buzzing, and I sound like a dick, like I'm always getting you know, DMs and things. I, to be fair, I, I do. I genuinely get notifications all the time, all day long. Sometimes you just need to switch it off. And it's not just people trying to get hold of me. It could be like just fucking bullshit emails and just adverts and little pop-ups from sh- shitty advert, uh, like apps like eBay I don't want 50% off garden tools, okay? I don't even have a fucking garden. Stop advertising to me for stuff that I don't need. So I just need to delete a few apps. Most of it was social media just to do like a cleanse. The initial plan was to do a month and I did say that I was committed. This time... I only did three weeks, uh, whereas, well, before, when I said I'm going to take a break, I took, like, one week off. So I'm getting better, guys. I am getting better. I hope everybody's well. I've kind of missed doing the podcast. I really have. I, I missed, like, expressing myself and talking to other people. So I thought I would kickstart this new season four on the podcast with just me, like a little solo session. Uh, That sounds kinky, but it's not. I promise you, it's just me talking today. Hopefully you stick around because I'm going to cover a whole bunch of things. So I'm going to cover things to come on the podcast, events that we've got coming up as well, like in person, I'll be talking about. I'm going to be talking about things that I did, what I got up to on my in my time off, what I realized, some things going forward, some goal setting and things like that, and and new releases, and of course, yeah, just, just some, I, I think we're going to cover quite a lot. Um, some things that have really fucked me off, I'm going to talk about, and uh, yeah, just going forward, what, what this looks like, and what my plans are going forward, and just things that I've experience. So hopefully you can stick with me. I should say as well, I will be coming back. Well, I am back, but I mean, the podcast will kickstart fully with a brand new guest in the next episode. So don't worry, they're not all going to be these sort of like random episodes where it's just me talking or me and someone else just bullshitting. Um, We will be doing the full, fully packed, you know, you know, the guest comes on and tell their story. That still will be happening. Don't worry. I've actually added a couple more questions to hopefully get the guest's mind and juice, creative juices flowing. So hopefully in, in future podcasts, you'll hear, you'll hear the same sort of questions pop up, you know, like who, who influence, who influences you and, you know, what's your, uh, what's your, um, 
guidance for new beginners, but I've also chucked in a few new questions in season four, and so I can't wait to dive into that. We've already got three guests lined up, so we are uh, we are ready and we're about to roll. Um, I should say as well, I actually did record a an episode of the podcast a few days ago and it was where I was joined by Sam aka Ball of Sup he's he's a seasoned guest on the podcast but I don't know why I was in my normal spot where I normally do the podcast so I got really good signal uh but I I played it back we did like an hour and a half podcast talked about a load of shit and it was really good and uh but the audio just was hit and miss and I was like fuck man I can't put this out it's really inaudible and it is something that I continue to really try and work on to make it you know you gotta understand every time I do a podcast the the actual recording of it is the easy part but the editing just takes so long I've got to sift through like four three to four hours of of listening back and making sure that there's no breaks and I'm, I'm really trying to be diligent and really trying to work on the making things very clear and not dragging things out too much uh, and just you know you've got to understand I'm, I'm trying to have conversations with people that are on the other side of the world so I can tr- I've, you've got to try and meet me in the middle and and realize that the signal isn't always going to be bang on with every single guest so some of the deciding factors of the audio so sometimes you might hear a podcast and the audio is really low for one person or really high for another and then sometimes it it, it blanks out and then you hear them talk really really fast don't worry that's not your internet fucking up it's basically sometimes we'll go for a patch where if my internet is slowing down it you will hear my voice break and I'll speed up in the talking and same thing happens when whoever I'm interviewing if their internet is fucking shit you will hear it in the playback but when we are recording the podcast sometimes you can't actually tell if the audio is going to be shit so that being said uh going forward we're coming back strong I'm fucking ready I'm so pumped for season four of the podcast can't wait to start recording some YouTube videos as well. I've got another one of those coming out soon where I did a little unboxing and just I want to get more cinematic with the you know photo uh, the video. So you know taking the drone out again. We've got some beautiful weather and I also want to just take my time with some cinematic shots. I'm not going to go and do the whole Mike Poli thing and get a fucking expensive gimbal and all the equipment. I have massive props to to Mike. I think what he does is incredible. I love sitting back and watching some of his cinematic uh, videos and they're very they're very good. They're very in depth and it just you you become engrossed in those videos. So I'm going to just try and do my own sort of version and sort of do my own take on sort of just being really cinematic, not trying to copy anybody's style or anything like that. It's I just want to do, I want to go back to my roots and do, um, you know, my own style of YouTube uh, videos where it's, you know, not every fucking day, but like when I do post one, it's going to be fucking good, you know, so that's, uh, that's what I want to do. But anyway, going back then, uh, so I have been away for... 
uh, three weeks. I've still, the truck is running still, don't worry. <laughs> I've been really, really enjoying the truck. I've been, I, as most of you know, I've got the, it's a 1979. You know the sticker on the inside of the door? That's The original sticker is still there, and it does say 79, December. Um, well, it says 12 slash uh, 79. So I guess that is a 79 truck, but obviously it made its debut or rolled out of the uh, showroom floor or whatever it, wherever it fucking came from. I, I assume that the person had it, the first owner had it in 1980. So I don't know if that makes it a 1979 truck or an 80 truck. I don't give a fuck, really. I really couldn't care less. All I know is that it's a mountain green early Westie pickup truck. I've, as most of you know now, if you've seen the YouTube videos, I've lowered it. I've got the um, adjustable coilovers in the front and I've got the drop plates from Fast Bunny Metalworks. Shout out to those guys over there in Canada, Canadia. Thank you so much for sending those out. And it's a three inch drop on the back and it just look, it just evens it out. Like it just looks so good. It's such a nice ride height as well for me. There's no rubbing, there's no scuff. There's when you turn a corner, there's no tire rub. It's fucking delicious, man. So I've been really enjoying I haven't had time off work, so I've been driving to and from work with the truck every fucking day. And I've been loving it. And then also, I've joined the gym, which I'll I'll talk about as well, because that's a massive part of what what uh, I've been up to, and it also plays into the future as well. So, but yeah, so I've been in, really enjoying the truck. Uh, you might have seen we put like an air mattress or an air bed, whatever you want to call it. We put that in the back. This was weeks ago now, but we had a Domino's on top of a cliff. And we just, we just fucking chilled, man. And we had a little cheat night. Uh, and we just had such a nice time just laying down, watching the sunset, watching, just looking out onto the the beach. And it just looked great. If you can go back on my Instagram and check it out, I'll leave, I'll leave links to everything in the show notes as well, guys. So you, you don't have to go and search things. So there'll be links down there. Have a look on the Instagram. I did put a few pictures up. Fucking beautiful night. I do encourage so many people out there with a truck to do that. I'm sure you've already done it, but that was, going back, that was one of my, sort. it was actually on my bucket list, that whole idea. I know that sounds really like, like weird. Most people have like jump out of a plane, swim with dolphins or whatever, my one of the things on my bucket list was to put a mattress in the back of the truck and go and sit and watch the sunset with my with Chloe my girlfriend and uh, we did that we ticked it off and I, we had some dominoes it was fucking beautiful we had some nice soft music playing it was great no one else around it was cool and uh, on that whole theme of doing things in the back of the truck although we mostly just sat and ate pizza and just laid there and just chilled. Uh, my friend Sam, who was on the podcast, unfortunately, sorry, Sam, it was great having you on, but the, the audio quality was just so bad. But he literally, I think it was yesterday, he put some clear plastic tarp 
in the back of his truck. And he did my, what's on my next bucket, my on my bucket list, list next. It, he he did it. And he, what he did is he put the tarp on the in the back of his truck. As you know, he's got a UK caddy. You've seen it in all the videos and the photos. And he filled his truck up with water. And he made like a little paddling pool in... Uh, or a plunge pool in the back of his truck and it just looks so fucking good and i wanted to do that as a youtube video and and film it and stuff and but the only thing is right the difference is he lives up north right and uh down here in the south of the uk for some reason we've all had letters in our doors saying that there's a hose pipe ban right so there's you're not allowed this is i don't know what they what i don't know why this is in force but you're not allowed to use your hose pipe uh, i think they're trying to save on water or something uh you're not allowed to wash your car using your hose you're not allowed to water any plants or anything like that apparently and the government or whatever whoever's in charge of the water they've said like if you see any of your neighbors using a hose pipe then you can fucking dob them in, basically. Like, take photos and videos and send it to us and just rat them out. I'm like, what the fuck is the world coming to? You can't even wash your car using a hose. Uh, I think it's just for the south. So Sam, living up north of the UK, was able to use his hose and uh, fill his truck up with water in the back. And he just it looked so good. Uh, I'm saying all this, and we don't even own a fucking outside faucet or a tap, as we say in the UK. We don't actually have an outside tap, so I wasn't that worried. Um, But I did look at the back of the truck, and I was like, if I get, like, 24 buckets of water, I could fill this up in about half hour. (laughs) So it's still in the the works. I still want to make a YouTube video. And I think, actually, thinking about it now... I swear I've seen, like, someone, I think it was Nick Selko's truck, shout out to Nick, top man, he was on the podcast last, at the end of the season three, I swear I've seen videos and photos of people filling up his truck, maybe it was at Madness one time, I don't know, I just swear I've seen Nick Selko's truck with a little pool in the back of it and people in it. That is on my list of things to do for a YouTube video and just because it's so fucking hot at the moment, so I better do it quick. Um, But I've got a little twist. I've got a little twist on it. I'm not just going to fucking fill it up with water. I've got a little twist as well, so wait and see what that is. Um, So, yeah, I uh, going back then, so I came off social media. The main thing was just it just kept going off. I was going to work with 100% battery and because, you know, Instagram, YouTube, Facebook, notifications going off, people to talk to, message, you know, it was just going off all the time, man, and I just needed a little break from it. I was going out with 100% battery and my phone would die after just a few hours because it would just go off that much. And I know that sounds, I don't know, Sounds whatever. I sound like an asshole or whatever. That Oh, you're so popular. I'm not fucking ridiculously popular. It's just maybe my phone is just so old now that I know there's that whole thing where Apple will actually bring out software to slow down your phone so that you're more likely to upgrade your phone and get the newest phone. Uh, I know that is a thing and I know they actually did a, like a press release for it or something. It's, it is a thing. 
Uh, and I'm all for conspiracy theories. Maybe that's another episode. So, yeah, my phone would just fucking die. So I was like, I've got to do something about this. And it's as soon as I deleted Instagram, Facebook, uh, a few other things that would just ping off. Um, I was coming home from work with 50% battery. So it's a bit of a jump, like from like my phone dying nearly halfway through the day, I was now coming home from a full day's work with still 50% battery and not having to charge it. So that kind of says something on its own, uh, which was quite interesting. Uh, but, you know, I don't know how in depth I want to go with the whole Instagram thing or deleting social media. I'm sure there's a few people that have actually done it as well. I'm, and I'm sure a lot of people listen to this. Some of you aren't really into social media and that's fine. And some people are really are. Some people post all the fucking time. Um, but for those people that post all the time, maybe you post a photo or two every day. Maybe you do stories every once in a while throughout your day. Maybe you're on all the different social media sites. Imagine stopping all that and just stopping just completely stopping it. So there's no twitching. There's no looking on Instagram Reels and TikTok, although I don't use TikTok. But there's none of that bullshit, none of that swiping, swiping, like mindless swiping, 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 watching, swiping, swiping. There's none of that. There's no messages from anybody asking for stuff or, or you know, just bullshit like messages. Uh, which I'll talk on in a minute. Um, so imagine taking all that and just having like silence. It was like I might as well not have had my phone. But the main reason why I had my phone with me at work and other places was to listen to either music um, uh, or podcasts and, and audiobooks. So, but yeah, like the whole thing that I realized with not having social media was. I found out that it's more of a love-hate relationship than I thought. It really is. So what I really love about social media is that it's a place where a lot of people are. I know that sounds weird. But what I mean by that is that I can access, I can really, I can just, on my phone, open an app and boom, I could just click on one person and I can send them a message instantly. You know, that's what it's all about, instant messaging. I could literally find someone, click on message, and I can talk to them. That is the right at the top number one thing which I use social media for is communication. And I realized that because there were certain things throughout this little break where I had no apps. I was like, oh, I wish I could send Walter Poplin this. He'd love this. Or I wish I could just see how so-and-so is doing. Uh, so there was a few times where I flinched to get my phone and realized, oh, shit, I deleted the app. Uh, where I wanted to communicate with a particular person or ask someone how one of their projects is doing. So that was the only, like, shit thing about it was that I, I felt like I couldn't talk to someone. Of course, like, I had a couple of people on WhatsApp, um which is cool and stuff like that. It's just the other thing about the social media, I'm talking about Instagram mainly because Facebook is fucking shit and just so all over the place. There's too much going on with Facebook. 
Um, so I even I haven't even got Facebook back. That's how shit it is. I don't miss it at all. Instagram was the only thing that because it's just very simple. It's photos and videos and and messaging, and that is what I really. I just want this. I want things to be as simple as possible. And so the thing which I, the second thing which I really missed from Instagram is being able to see, like I said, being able to see what Walter Poplin's doing. Uh, just being able to see things like my friend Jack Humphrey, seeing what I missed. You know, people have been making some serious um, moves. They've been making some serious progression with their build or their projects. And I was like, and I, when I came back onto Instagram, I was like, oh, fuck. I just miss a whole like couple of weeks of someone doing a bunch of shit, and I I miss I miss, I have to go back and ask them about certain things, and then uh, you know when you're when you're on Instagram daily, you get to see people going through certain things, and you can I don't know it's a little bit different. It's like um, it's like <laughs> it's like uh, turning off the news. Like uh, if you watch the news, it's like um, never. It's like if you're if you're always watching the news, oh, I don't know. It, it it's really hard to explain. But imagine imagine hearing about something that happened and it was like three weeks ago, and it's like oh yeah, something something tragic happened. Well, it was only three weeks. It was three weeks ago. Oh okay, that's all right then. It's not the same at all, and <laughs> that just sounded ridiculous. But nonetheless, I did miss the whole thing of being able to contact people and stay in contact. Um, I got a lot of messages saying like, where are you? What's going on? Why haven't you posted? So I guess a lot of people didn't hear in the previous episode or they didn't see any of my stories or anything like that. So I had to, uh, I had to just skim past a few people actually. And there's a lot of people saying like, oh, I thought you were taking a break. You're, you're back too early. I'm like, well, you know. So the reason why is just because I'm just so... I'm back one week early because I'm just so amped up. I'm so fired up. I'm fucking ready to go. I've got some serious ideas in terms of videos, podcasts, guests, um, and just projects and T-shirts. Oh, just so many things just bubbling away. And I just couldn't wait any longer. There was just like, there's like no point in waiting, right? But like I said, those, those are the positive things that I missed, and like I said, the in- the Instagram thing is a love-hate thing. The love is that I can communicate with people and I like to see what people are doing, which could also be the, one of the things I hate. So, I know that sounds contradictory. Con- contradictionary. Con- that is a contradiction. Um, I hate being able to see what people are doing. Now, let me explain. (laughs) Let me explain. I love it and I hate it at the same time because, and I don't know if you can relate to this, but I hate seeing people fucking win. (laughs) But like, I, I hate seeing it when I'm in either a shit mood or if I don't have certain things, I get frustrated almost. I get so like, oh... Like, because as, as I said, I don't have a fucking outside tap at the moment. I don't have a shed. I don't have a garage. I don't have a, any space to work on my car except from outside on the street. Now, I know this sounds like, oh, 
oh, woe is me and fucking boo-hoo and, you know, I'm feeling sorry for myself. But I'm, I got to a point where I had to get over that. Um, and that is the hate thing. It's like I hate seeing people that have got the fucking four-space garage and they've got all the tools. They've got a fucking lift in their garage or they've got, like, all these all these beautiful mountains of tools and toolboxes and just space and land. And I'm like, fuck off. I hate seeing that. I hated, so I should say, I hated seeing that when I literally have nothing. But I'm still trying to I'm still, I'm trying to get by. I'm trying to make it work. And you've got people just being able to fix their shit, order new parts. It just came down to people being more successful and better off. And I'm sort of still here, sort of in the struggle, in the trenches. And I came to terms with that during this break. I was like, you know what? I am in a bit of a shit spot at the moment. Uh, I need to get out of it. And I sort of like had some words with myself. And I was like, you know what? I need to, I don't want to be stinking rich. And this is something that uh, I spoke to Sam about uh, on the podcast. But unfortunately, like I said, we couldn't air it because it was just diabolical audio quality. So, I was, you know, from what I said to Sam, it was like, I don't want to be stinking rich. I just want to not have this living situation right now where we live in a fucking downstairs flat with a dog we don't have our own garden and it's just there's stuff everywhere it's a tiny little place I want to provide for my family my family consists of Chloe and Holiday my dog our dog and I just want to make a nice little living situation for us I want us to have like not a massive house I just want us to have a normal size house with a a garden a driveway and a garage is that too much to ask. Like I'm willing to work my ass off for it. And that's the thing that I came to terms with. I was like, I can't I can't sit here and just moan about it. I've got to fucking move. And I've got to fucking get my shit together and make some moves. And that is going forward. I won't go into details, but going forward, I have uh, started to make some some strides in not just the Monster Rabbit podcast, but uh, also another venture which I'm doing, which I have had words with myself and told myself, I am not going to let this new other venture step in the way of the Monster Rabbit podcast. I'm not going to let my, you know, my energy levels deplete from doing multiple things at once. Okay, I've learned a, a lot and I've I've decided... If I'm going to provide for my family, if I want to if I want that garage and if I want a driveway and a, a garden so my dog can actually have somewhere to fucking shit and piss without having to take her for a walk, I'm going to that is that's my goal. I have something to aim for and that's so important. Uh like I said I've been listening to a lot of audiobooks, a lot of podcasts and stuff and it's just so important to have a goal. And if you don't have a goal, you might as well just have your head up your ass. Because it's like you need to have something to work towards. Um, Otherwise, you're just going to go around in circles. And so now that I have a clear image, I clearly have a a structure. Well, not a structure, but I have a goal in mind. 
and I'm going to take it step by step in order to get to that goal. All right. And I know in the, I don't know if it's like this in the US, but in the UK, we're going through this fucking living dilemma. It's the cost of living apparently is like doubled, which is shit for someone like me trying to save up for Mark One Madness in 2023. Um, <clears throat> so it is really shit. Like fuel, every, fuel worldwide, I believe, is shit. It's like double the price. Uh, all the energy bills double the price you know rent has gone up there's so many things except my fucking wages my wages have stayed the same as a fucking mailman for many many years and it's just like okay i need to do more than just be a mailman um and i don't want to fall into the trap of doing overtime there I mean, I'll do a little bit, but I'm not going to do fucking loads because when you do loads of overtime at the, at the as a mailman, you get taxed a fuck ton more, and you're you know you you're taking away that time for your side hustle or my side hustle. Uh, so I got to find the balance of working for the man, earning the 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 money to survive. But I've also got to spend time on my side hustles because I want to one day make the side hustles my actual income, my full time job career. You know what I mean? So I've got to I've got to go to work to earn that money to get to pay for the bills and to to survive and to provi provide. But at the same time, it's like I can't do too much or too less. I've got to do the Goldilocks just the right amount and then, you know, go all in with the, the side hustle. So all I've realized through this break is that I need to, of course, go to work, tick that box. But when I finish, I really, really do need to knuckle down and and do the side hustle like as as much as I'm putting in with my day job. So if I go to work and I do seven to eight to nine hours at work, when I come home, I've got to clock in and do my side hustle for seven, eight, nine hours. Now, that's not, you know, that uh, that's an extreme, but sometimes it might be more, sometimes it might be less. But I need to put, like, a lot of effort into the side hustles, like the Monster Rabbit stuff. This new venture that I'm going into and, uh, you know, maybe some other things that I want to do, which I haven't said yet. So it's just all about putting the energy in to the side hustles. Uh, but the dilemma that I'm having is, as a postman, I'm walking like 12 miles a day with a fucking bag on my back full of shitty Amazon piles, uh, parcels for people, mindless people buying bullshit that they could buy at the grocery store. Like, what the fuck are you doing? You're ordering dog food to your house. Go to the fucking... Go to the grocery store, get your dog food there and stop fucking putting it in my bag and me traipsing up to your fucking front door and for you to not be in because it's so fucking nice out, you've gone to the beach. So I've got to fucking bring it all the way back. Oh. <laughs> I just hate people. I hate the job at the moment, but it's paying the bills. You know, that's a whole other episode. So... Yeah, <clears throat> I've got to do the side hustles. I've got to make make time for it because at the moment, uh, well, before I would just come home because I'd be so fucking knackered from walking in the heat 12 miles uh, every day. And I, <clears throat> I would just come home and I'm shattered 
too shattered to work on the side hustles. So I had to make this decision, be like, okay, I need to, I need to not just come home and sit on the sofa and watch Below Deck <clears throat> and watch, you know, all the other stuff. Like, I'm just trying to think now. What <laughs> I don't really watch TV much, but it was like Below Deck, The Office. I need to stop. I needed to stop coming home and just slouching into the couch. Um, so that has stopped. I mean, I will allow myself to watch like an episode or two of, of things, but not to the extent where I come home in the afternoon and I sit in, I wedge myself in that couch for a good four or five hours. And that's not happening anymore. So that has stopped, uh, which uh, brings me to the next segment I wanted to talk about, which is the gym. Now, I know there's certain people that don't go to the gym. They're probably going to switch off the podcast right now. But I do encourage you to stay with me because I'm sure some of the stuff that I talk about is probably going to be funny, uh, funny things. I'm actually going to talk about steroids as well. Oh, your ears have pricked up now, aren't you? steroids the uh the word of well i don't know what you want to call it but in the gym world when you mention steroids it's this unspoken thing now at the moment you're thinking is dad does dan do steroids did he do steroids well let me tell you um i don't know how deep i want to get into this and i don't want to get anybody in trouble um, how can I word this? Okay, let me just let me just go back. So the situation is, uh, I took a break from Instagram and all that. And on my not bucket list, but I said to myself a while ago, I said, I said, uh, I want to get to the point where I can afford to go to the to have a gym membership again. So I actually deliver to a gym on my one of my postal routes. And it's so fucking expensive. It's like, 40 or 50 UK pounds a month but the th- the catch is they've got like a swimming pool and a gym and a fucking sauna and classes and all this and I was like I don't want all that bullshit I just want to use the gym do you have a a, a package that I can just use the gym is it cheaper I'm like no nah, we don't do that we don't have just a gym package I'm afraid it's for it's 40 pounds something this and then that and I was like forget it just forget it and then I, so I have to go, I joined another gym, which is like a public gym uh, in more further away. And it's like, but it's like 20 pounds and it's 24 seven. And it's, I'm very familiar with all the equipment and stuff like that, because it's the same equipment I used when I was a personal trainer. Uh, I was a personal trainer from 2014 to 2020, just to give you some context. So I was, a, I was a personal trainer for six years. Um, that's full time as well. And I learned a fucking lot during that time. <clears throat> um, so yeah, I joined the gym and I've been going every single day. I have maybe one day off every... Well, at the moment I've had one day off per week, but it may go down to one day off per two weeks. Um, just because, and there's many reasons for that. Uh, I want to get back to where I was in 2019, 18, 19, I was at my peak. You can see it on some of the, uh, I've got a, I've had a YouTube channel, it's still up and it's called Viking PT. And it's me, it was my personal, 
training YouTube channel where I posted a few workouts that I did to try and help people, help some of my clients. My clients wanted to know what, um, you know, like a what my workouts would look like. So I filmed, I had someone film some of it for me so I could show them. And some of it's got like, you know, nutritional help and food ideas and stuff. It's out there. You can waste time looking at that later. Viking PT. Um, but if you did see that, you know, you can see, clearly see that I was uh, uh, a stronger dude, uh, a little bit more chiseled. And so I stumbled across that not too long ago. And I was like, fuck, I was, I loved it. I loved working out in the gym and I fucking loved how it made me feel more than anything. I just felt on top of the world. When you when you finish or when you're training, weight training, or when you finish, you come out, you feel so good. Maybe it's a dopamine thing. I don't know what it is. I've just always been, in, uh, just always been attracted to self-improvement. And that has always been a massive drive for me and something that, in, you know, it continues to motivate me. With everything that I do is self-improvement. Um, you know, where let's put it down to the, the monster rabbit. Like, money doesn't, like, do it for me. I, like I said, I don't want to be stinking rich. But I don't earn hardly anything. I don't earn anything through the podcast that I'm doing right now. This is all off my own time, but I'm 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 putting this effort in to maybe help the fact that one day, you know, I might be earning some more money from the Monster Rabbit as a whole. So like the only thing I get money from is the T shirts. And that's only like two pounds something per T shirt. <laughs> so hopefully one day um, the efforts that I go through with the YouTube channel and the podcast, all those will help to promote the things that are actually for sale, like the clothing, etc. Um, you know, but as a personal trainer, like I love the whole self-improvement thing. It wasn't the fact that, oh, I've worked at the gym for a whole year now. I'm going to increase my prices. No, it was... What it was is when I was a personal trainer, my improvement was, okay, when I first started in the first week, I was like, all right, I'm going to get five clients. I'm going to get five returning clients. And then the next week it was like, okay, did that. Let's get 10 clients this week. And it got to the point where it was like, okay, let's get 30 clients. And then the more I, I sort of looked at my books and I was like, okay, I can I can see my progression. And it's the same with weight training. You want to put muscle mass on a particular part of the body, you just train it and you obviously you have to eat right and eat the right amounts and eat the right things. But you can literally sculpt your fucking body with weight training. And I was turned on by that because, and it wasn't like I wanted to show off. I was just really attracted to this whole self-improvement thing. You know, it was, I'm going to touch on a few things like bodybuilding shows and steroids in a moment. Um, But it was never like, oh, look at me. I was never trying to impress someone. I was never trying to get girls. That was that rarely happened. (laughs) That actually never happened. Um, It was, you know, people have this idea where you go to the gym and try and get jacked. And people think that you're doing it to get attention of females if you're a guy. 
that is not that's not what happens nor is it the case you're more likely going to attract other guys to come over and sort of like my admire you <laughs> and be like you admire him bro um so yeah uh <laughs> the gym the gym ha- was and is and i guess always will be a big part of my life i the main reasons for getting back into it this time was for health reasons health and fitness i was you know <laughs> Uh, where I was a couple of weeks ago, I was like tying my shoelaces up and I was like out of breath, <laughs> just sat down on the sofa, go to put my shoes on, tie the laces. And I was like, <gasps> what the fuck? Because you can't, I, I didn't understand it, you know, uh, and I was like, oh, man, I just little things I'd noticed about myself. I was like, oh, man, I'm getting a bit big here. Oh, man, I've let myself go here. You know, when you can't see your dick anymore, I think that's when it's gone too far. Uh, I'm not saying that I got to that point because I have a fucking massive ego. <laughs> I'm joking. I'm joking. I'm trying to insert some penis jokes. <clears throat> but, um, yeah, so actually I did some stretches today. I went to the gym and trained legs. And uh, afterwards I did some stretches and I lifted my leg up. Lifted my leg up to stretch my hamstring on both sides. And when I did it, I felt this really strange sensation in my penis. And it felt like my penis got bigger. So now it's three inches instead of two, uh, which I thought was quite uh, interesting. Uh, (laughs) I'm joking. But um, no, honestly, that did actually happen. I did stretch and my penis felt weird. Uh, Only for a split second. I was like, what the fuck? Uh, Just like stretch some magic muscle. Anyway, um, that happened. So going back, yeah, I know I'm a bit scatty at the moment. I do apologize if you're trying to keep up, but uh, joined the gym, been going it pretty much every day, got back on my nutrition. And you know what the thing is, guys? The thing is, I feel, like I said at the beginning, I'm so pumped and I'm so fucking ready. A lot of that is to do with nutrition and what I'm eating. I'm a big believer that if you you are what you eat, if you eat fucking garbage and junk food every fucking night, you're not only going to look like garbage and junk, but you're going to feel like garbage, heated up. Like, that's what you're going to feel like. And that's what I did feel like. It's not like I was eating takeaway foods every night because I can't fucking afford it, let's be fair. But it was like making wrong decisions. And now I'm making smarter decisions with eating healthier and choosing healthier options. You know, no, I'm not going to have four Kit Kats in one night. I'm going to maybe buy one. I'm going to buy the the four pack Kit Kats, but have one per night. Like that's just that's a, an example. That's not what actually happened, but that's an example of what you know better choices might look like. Um, or uh, the other thing is, I bought a, a half gallon jug of or bottle bottle of water, um, and I was more. I was drinking so much that I was back to having clear piss, which is a massive like side note. When your piss is crystal clear. That's when you're, well, not crystal, crystal clear, but, you know, very clear instead of like this murky yellow. Uh, that's when you know your, you know, your health, your, your, is it kidneys? 
kidneys are healthier. I, I don't fucking know. But the filtration system is looking healthier. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I guess I, I should say, as you, 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 people know me for drinking monsters and stuff. I have cut out every single sugary drink I ever had is gone. As a treat, because I still believe in having like a treat once a week, I will have a white sugar-free, calorie-free monster, the the one that I like. Uh, I will still have one of those instead of three a day. I I have one a week. Um, So I'm a massive believer in having like a little cheap meal, uh, but then that does some magic to your body on its own. So, yeah, healthier choices. And, dude, I feel so much better. I feel so... Like, in the mornings, I'm not as tired. Like, I'm still working until, like, 12 p.m. At 12 a.m., sorry, or 1 1 a.m. in the morning. But I wake up and I'm so fucking ready to crush the day. But, no, I'm in all seriousness, no, I, my mood is elevated. Whereas before, I would have been slouchy and fucking grumbling. And I'm, oh... So now I feel so good, like all day as well, even in this fucking heat. But uh, that that is one of the things. My mood is elevated, which changes so much. You, you, I'm able to be so much more productive, and not only that, it's fueling my workouts. You know, so that is a massive thing. I've gone from having my, I was skipping breakfast. Now I have this fucking banging like smoothie with fruits and protein powder and and oats in the morning I have that religiously now and I it sets me up for the day whereas before I would skip breakfast and I would be like oh yeah I'm intermittent fasting yeah no you're not you're fucking your body is crying out for food and energy you're not giving it and so now I'm like on it with every meal I think I have four or five meals at the moment Little and often, but they're like good meals. You know, I'm hitting my protein and all that garbage. I'm, I'm, I'm hitting it all, uh, and I, if you, I feel great. I, I haven't weighed myself or anything like that, but I, uh, you, you know, it's it's hard to notice anybody that does like a, or has done or is doing a weight loss journey. The I've said this in the past to all my clients as well. If you're doing like a weight loss journey you will not see results yourself. It will take someone else who hasn't seen you for a while to see the results, to see the change. Now, every single day, you might be, if you're doing this, you know, uh, if you're legitimately on a weight loss fucking, I'm going to do this, and you're, you're exercising and eating proper, you will not see the results because they're tiny little results every day. And if you look at yourself, and you will, if you're doing a weight loss journey, you're more likely to look at yourself and be like, is it working yet? Is it working yet? And it's like, when you look at yourself in the mirror, you won't see those my microscopic changes in your body. Because you'll look at yourself so often, you won't see the changes. Although if you see someone who hasn't seen you for like a month or two, They'll look at you and be like, oh, fuck it, you lost weight. Oh, fucking hell, you lost weight, mate. Have you lost weight? So, are you looking good? <laughs> so, that's what it will take. <clears throat> even your partner, your wife or your husband, your girlfriend, boyfriend, whatever, even if people live with you, they may not see 
any changes in you because they, they're looking at you all the time. They will look at you. So they won't be able to see those minute changes from day to day, you know, unless they went on a holiday or something. Uh, but yeah, I, I, I'm really enjoying being back at the gym. I, I've taken it upon myself to put health right up there in priorities. Um, and it's really, I feel great and I feel stronger. I'm getting stronger again. You know, I don't want to come across as big headed. I really don't. Uh, most people know me and know that I'm just a, you know, easy go lucky, whatever you want to do it person. But I think when it comes to the being in the gym, depending on how you train, it's like depending on how you operate, um, you kind of have to be big headed. And what I mean by that is when I train and it's the same from when, it, you know, going back 2014 onwards, when I'm in the gym, I am unstoppable. I am a ferocious, vicious fucking machine. Like I, t I don't turn into somebody else. I don't, I don't even look at anybody in the gym. I don't go there to talk. I don't, go there to socialize, uh, socialize, I don't go there to take photos, I don't go there to fucking have a good time, I go there to get results, I go there to fucking chow down on some fucking weights, I know this all sounds weird, if, you know, from people listening to the Monster Rabbit podcast, thinking, who the fuck's this guy, why is he talking about, I'm just telling you a bit more about me, I'm telling you a bit more about me so you get to know me better and know the other side of me, which is this love for fitness, this love for weight training. Because um, I feel fucking good. And when I'm in the gym, I am trying to I am trying to outdo myself. I'm trying to battle myself. I don't give a fuck who's there. I, you know what I mean? You have, when you're, if you have a goal, like no matter how fucking big, or small it is, if you want that to change, I believe you've got to do something you've never, if you want something you've never had before, you have to do something you've never fucking done before. And if that means going to the gym and to lose weight or to gain muscle, to get shredded, to whatever the fuck it is, I'm a big believer in going all in and going hard as fuck. Because I've, like I said, I've been, and I just, let's just say right now, I don't want to come across as big headed. So take what I'm saying with a pinch of fucking salt, okay? What I'm saying is just to get my point across. However big headed it may sound or asshole it sounds. Anyway, put, just bear that in mind. But anyway, as a personal trainer from 2014 to 2020, I've been in gyms pretty much every single day because a personal trainer's day-to-day -day life is like wake up at 5.30, go to the gym for 6 a.m., train your clients for four hours straight, go home, get a meal or stay in and train yourself, eat, go home, nap, come back at 4, 5, train clients until 11 p.m., go home, die, do it all again. That's like your day-to-day -day thing. It's like early morning and then late in the evening.
because that's when people aren't at work. So when people aren't at work, just before work or after work, they go to the fucking gym. So that's when the busiest times are. So that's when I made myself available for, right? And so that's that's what I did. So I was in the gym for all those years for quite a long time. And I've seen some shit. I've seen some hilarious, dangerous shit. Um, and so when I, I, from training clients day in, day out, and also training myself, I know the type of training that works, I know the tra- type of training that doesn't work, or the, the, what I'm talking about is the level of intensity, right, and it's just something that fucking pisses me the fuck off, <laughs> I know this sounds aggressive, but I wanted to get it off my chest and talk about it, because I think it's funny, um, so, if you go into the gym, a lot of people nowadays, they go to the gym for like two hours. They're not, they're, they're in the gym for two hours. They're not training for two hours. Like they're, they're in there, they're on their phones. Oh, fuck me. That pisses me right off. It pisses me off. When people are on their phone, what the, stop. I look around the gym, like in the last couple of weeks, I've looked around the gym. You know, when you do a fucking heavy, heavy bench press, you sit up. You're breathing heavy because you've crushed it in that set and you're like, fuck. And you look around and it's all these kids, like teenagers, that look like a string of piss. And they're looking around and I'm looking around, sorry, and they're just all eyes down on their fucking phone. All of them. I'm not joking. Sure, you might get the odd, like, older dude who's just coming in to, you know, just move his body and keep moving and stuff. That's fine. And that's great, you know. And then you get just, oh, all sorts of fucking dickheads in there. But the main thing is the mobile phone. And it's like, what are you fucking doing? You're taking all of your concentration, your energy on your phone. Sorry, but if you can lift your phone and, like, oh, just stop. But then again, I realized that not everybody wants to be as intense in the gym as me. But what I was saying is that because I've been in the gym, around the gym area for so long, I know how, I know what gets results, if that makes sense. I know the level of intensity that people need to take themselves to get results, right? And the level of intensity can be changed from many different things time of rest amount of weight supersetting trip uh giant set whatever circuits uh, there's so many factors with um making things intense and i've just always just seen people not intense like there was some fat f- just someone who was very very large and they were just doing the fucking bare minimum, right? Get this. I'll tell. I'll tell you a quick story before moving on. So, the new gym that I'm at now, there was this fucking fat fuck, and I don't give. I'm not. I really don't care about saying it to this person because they were. They were a fat fuck. All right, they were a fat fuck, and they were on the. I think it was a, a treadmill, right? They were on the treadmill. And uh, I seen them come in, right? So I'm in the gym already. I think I was doing the Stairmaster and I was just, you know, you're able to, when you're doing your cardio and you're just fucking climbing the stairs, 
you can just have a look around and just fucking go. Anyway, I saw this fat fuck come in and was on the treadmill. Now, the reason why I call him a fat fuck, you're going to realise why, is because they came in, they were like, <laughs> I don't know what you want to call it. It's not walking. It was like scuffing their shoes, hardly walking on the treadmill, really, really slow pace. They were there for, I think it was seven to ten minutes on the treadmill. And it just so happened that it was towards the end of my workout, so I was leaving. Anyway, they get off the treadmill, just like huffing and puffing and just like, just moving. You you move faster if you just walk normally on the ground, let alone a treadmill. Anyway, they got off the treadmill and they walked out, like immediately out of the gym, right? And uh, next to the gym is a Burger King and a KFC and a Pizza Hut. It's like this little complex. It's like an industrial, not industrial, but it's like a complex, right? Anyway, this heifer, fucking walrus, went straight into Burger King, right? <laughs> Which is next door. So they just <laughs> made the decision. But like, you know what? Fuck it. I'm going to stay fat. Let me go to fucking Burger King. And they go in. And because I was leaving at the same time, I, I you know, like I say, it's the end of my workout. And I park the truck right outside the gym just so I can sort of look at it through the glass and just make sure no one's fucking you know, stamping on it or whatever. Anyway, so I get in and as everybody knows, I always have trouble with starting the truck. Like I've still got that issue where it starts fine in the morning, like, or, you know, if I haven't driven it for a while, it starts fine, right? But if I've driven it for like, however long, maybe 20 minutes, and I've stopped and I've left it for an hour, when I come back to the, the truck, it does that thing where it's like, it just doesn't want to start. And so I have to like, try like four times, and then it starts. So anyway, I'm out the front of the gym, and I've just witnessed this person, this fat fuck, Jabba the, Jabba the, whatever the fuck, Jabba the Hutt, whatever his name is, this person just beach whaled themselves to Burger King, and, because uh, I'm sat in the truck trying to start it, I actually see them come out, just scoff in their face with, like, a whopper or whatever the fuck, it was massive, and like a big rucksack of food, it looked like. And I was like, geez. And they just sat in their car and continued to eat. And I was like, fucking hell. So that's why I call that person a fat fuck. And I think I think you'll agree with me that we're, I'm allowed to call them that, you know. And to be fair, I'm not offended by the word fat. I know some people are. But you can't, you know, help the fact that that's physically what it is it's fat on your body and so I don't think people you know that's actually what would get me moving towards the gym faster if someone if I had someone like a little uh uh I don't know like someone that follows you around like a stalker but if every now and then they just went oi fatty and they were pointing at me and laughing that would make me want to go to the gym I know that's, you know, for some people, that's like the complete opposite. And, you know, they would spiral and go into a depression. And, um, you know, no offense to everybody who deals with that. But for me, that's what I would like if if I was, you know, that way inclined. Anyway, what I'm saying is you shouldn't be offended by the word fat. It's just, yeah, 
let's end that there. But yeah, I just thought that was an interesting story that happened uh, recently. And it's just fucking people like that piss me off. You know, and I'm sure, you know, let's play devil's advocate and let's say, oh, yeah, it was their first day and, oh, yeah, one step at a time. But it was like one step forward, 500 steps back. Um, so anyway, yeah, let's move on to steroids because I know you, wanna, you want, me, uh, want to hear me talking about that. So, okay, so uh, when I when I joined... When I was in Southampton, another, you know, my hometown, and I joined a gym to work there, I did this whole, I did a course to get the qualification. I actually quit my job, which is another story. I quit my job to go on a course to become a personal trainer. Like, that's how fucking gutsy I was. I was like, you know what? I'm so determined to be a PT. I'm going to quit my job and full time learn how to become one do a course and go straight into it. And I fucking did. Like I was that determined back then, you know. And uh, so anyway, during my first year as a PT, I I kind of stuck out to everybody because I was the only person who was who wanted to do bodybuilding, which is when you go to a gym, uh, the, some PTs are into like CrossFit, which is ridiculously dangerous. That's a whole other episode on its own. Some people are into running. Some people are just into like a little bit of weights and looking lean and all that shit. But I was heavily influenced by bodybuilders like Dorian Yates, Ronnie Coleman, uh, Arnold, obviously, uh, Seabum. So many great people. Um, I can't, I will be here forever if I list them off. List them off. Um, Dana Lynn Bailey, big influence. And, um, so yeah, I was sort of like the only one that was into that style of training and that style of eating and the um, the sheer amount of training I was doing. Um, so I sort of looked different and sort of st stood out apart from all the other PTs, right? So that was kind of like my niche was yeah, I'm a I'm a bodybuilder that does boxing training. Um, so anyway, during my first year as a PT, some of the other PTs that worked in that same gym were spreading rumors to to potential clients, to to members of the gym, spreading rumors that I was on steroids. Now, I was like in my tw like early 20s, maybe mid 20s. Yeah, mid 20s, and I was like I didn't even know what steroids were like I, I obviously know what steroids are but I didn't know any of the specific ones like Anavar uh, any of the anabolics or, or any clenbuterol any uh what's the uh, I'm trying to think of my top of my head Winstrol and Tren I didn't know names back then and so I got people were talking about me behind my back it was very very toxic and malicious uh, that's the thing within the, the gym environment and that's one of the reasons why I had to get out of there because it was just so fucking pathetic it was like a schoolyard and so yeah the being like having other PTs look at you whilst you're training like just staring you out I don't know what the fuck they were hoping for like I don't know maybe they're just trying to see what I'm doing trying to catch me do something put a needle in my ass or something I don't know I don't know why someone thought it would be a good idea to start sh spreading rumors obviously 
I wasn't on steroids. I just trained like a lot, a lot. I didn't have a, a girlfriend at that time. I was, I think I lived on my own and I was just able to train and work like just great. Like I, you couldn't stop me. Like I, I was so determined to change my body. And that's another whole story on its own as well. But um, not for today. Uh, so I was fucking determined. I wanted to stand out. I, as Everybody knows me on the podcast that I love having something different. That's why I've got the Volkswagen Rabbit pickup. It's an American truck. It's different. It's patina to fuck, which you don't see here in the UK that often. And that is... I like the idea of being different. I like the the idea of having something different. So this whole thing of bodybuilding really stood out to me because it was you could ch- you could change your body to however you really wanted to. You could have big shoulders and big legs and all the rest of it if you wanted. And that idea really turned me on and I was like fucking hell. I want to do this. I want to make myself look different. I want and it wasn't to show off. Because very quickly, I became attracted to the idea, like I said, of self-improvement, you know, being able to put muscle on to any, I just had complete control. All right, that's, that's the basis of it. I control over myself, and I would fucking do it. And I learned so much in the process. So yeah, got uh, the after the rumors of me, I had to put everybody straight. And I was like, look, I don't do steroids, blah, blah, blah. Here's my diet. This is what I do. Yada, yada, yada. I've been training for years and years and years. I just had to tell people that. And that went away. And then a couple of years later, there was a sort of like a charity, a charity event that happened. I can't remember what exact year it was. But it was a it was a a show. It was a I don't know if you class it as a bodybuilding show, but it was a, it was a local charity event, and the whole uh, the event was basically bodybuilding, uh, fitness, uh, what do you call it, physique. Uh, you know, you know, you know what I'm talking about. When they go on stage in the little pants with a tan and oil, and they go and pose, right? That idea was very appealing to me because at the time. I looked up to people like Kai Green and Phil Heath and all the rest of it. So I was like, oh, yeah, I, I want to give this a go. You know, I'm, I'm, I've built up this physique and I've built up this, you know, I've worked towards something. Let me go and show it off. Uh, not show it off, but let me just show what I've worked on for so many years. And let's see what I look like if I was at minus 6% body fat. Let's see what that looks like. Anyway, um... I was in the throes of doing that uh, because with doing a show, you have like a whole like few months of show prep, it's called. <clears throat> and you, you know, diet down for it. You you drop your water at the very last point of it. And there's a whole thing to do it. You know, you, your training changes massively. Your diet changes massively. And a lot of people were taking it very, very serious. And... Uh, I was like, should I take this serious? What if I really enjoy doing the whole show thing and maybe I make want to go down that route? Anyway, there was, and this is where it gets into steroids. There was a a dude that came into the gym. He was about 70. I'm not going to mention any names. Let's call him, uh, 
let's call him... I'm trying to think what his actual fucking name was. I'm trying to think it's so long ago. Um, let's just call him... Uh, I don't want to say... Let's just call him... G, uh, he's a black dude, like, from America. Not that that should matter, but I'm just trying to give you an idea so you can picture it in your head. There was this old dude, about 70, uh, African-American, like, but he looked like he was hobbling around. He had, like, metal plates and stuff like that. And let's call him... Uh, what the fuck should we call him? Let's call him... Uh, oh, man, this is hard, because I keep thinking of names that people are going to be like, oh. Let's call him Ted. Let's call him Ted. All right, so Ted comes into the gym, like, every day in the morning, and I see him. I'm like, hello, Ted. How oh, well, I didn't say Ted, but I said, hello, mate, how are you? And we get talking, and uh, he, I just, I, I, from watching him from afar, you know, he when he trains, he trains f- vigorously. And I was like, you know, this old dude, he's about 70, training, doing all the weights, and he's fucking going for it. And I'm like, there must be more to that than meets the eye. So we got talking when he was free and, you know, I wasn't annoying him. We got talking and he turns out this guy, Ted, was like a a bodybuilder, like in his heyday, like fucking unit, like a massive dude, did all the shows, got sponsorships, won trophies, won prize money. He'd done the whole lot. And uh, and now he's like this skinnier dude that's just passed it and he's shrunk and he's like this dude who's got all these like joint problems and anyway. But he, he's, he knew so much. And I called him the guru, right? So Ted, the guru, came into the gym every day and I picked his brains about so many things. Anyway, one day... I mentioned about doing this show because obviously everybody in the gym knew about this show and there was only like a select few people. Like some PTs did it, some uh, gym members took part in it and I was going to put my name down to... I did put my name down down to do it, but then I was... Because I knew that the you have all these different categories, right? You have like bodybuilding, you have figure, you have... Uh, I can't remember the other ones. You know where they wear board shorts? Anyway... I was in this category and no, not many other people put their name down for this weight category. And so there was about three or four other guys doing this. It's like a beauty pageant. And there were like three or four other guys in my group that we were all going to be, quote unquote, competing against each other. Um, but the difference is, and they were gym members, not gym PTs. But I found out very quickly who they were, who was going to be in my group. And they were all on steroids, all of them. It was fucking obvious. And I was friends with actually, I was actually friends with one of them for a, for a time. And he loved telling me about his steroid cycle. Loved it. So I knew for a fact at least one person was on steroids. But you could tell. And if I stood next to them, it would be like, I'm the odd one out. <laughs> and um, so I was like, oh, man, there's no point in me doing this. Because, I mean, it'd be great to see what I could look like. But at the same time, it's like, 
you know, I want to, I want to have a real good go at this, and I, I want to, I want to move some fucking mountains, but as like, what's the point when these guys are on steroids and they're like twenty to forty pounds heavier than me, but it's all muscle, and they're gonna look shredded, and I'm gonna look like a fucking weed next to them. Anyway, I got talking to Ted, the guru, and I said, "Look, here's the situation." I said, "That guy over there is doing the show. That guy," and I showed him a photo of someone else. Like these guys are all doing the show that I want to do. They're all in my class. They're all on steroids, and I'm not. What's your advice? And he said, he said, here's my address. Next Monday, whenever you get a break, come to my house. And I was like, ooh, what? And he was like, yep, come to my house, and we'll talk then. And he left, and I was I was gobsmacked. I was dumbfounded. I was perplexed. I was like, what the hell is hap- What's about to happen? <laughs> so anyway, I go, uh, you know, Monday rolls around. I go to Ted's house, right? And I don't know what I'm in for. So anyway, I've never gone around Ted's house. But by the- by now, I've got like a rapport with him. You know, I've known him for about a year and I see him every day in the gym, and we talk, and, you know, it's, it's fine, he's, he's, I'm not going to a stranger's house, let me put it that way, so we sit down, he, he, you know, he's got these, he sits me down in, in his house, on his sofa, and, uh, you know, brings out, like, uh, this photo album, and he shows me old photos of him on stage, just looking jacked, just fucking tank, looking great, fabulous, like, wow, and you got to remember, back then, I was really, really into bodybuilding, I was really, really into, I followed all, like, Mr. Olympia, and Mr. Universe, and I loved it, I watched it, and I, you know, I loved it all, and I got, you know, involved as much as I could, I went to Body Power Expedition and stuff in Birmingham, and just, I did, like, as as, as obsessed as I am with Volkswagens and, and stuff now, I was even more obsessed back then with bodybuilding. So I knew everything and I, I loved everything and I, I did it and I breathed it. And so when he brought out these old photos of him, I was like, oh, fuck. And you could clearly see it was him. I was like, how the fuck did you look like that? So anyway, he starts talking to me about steroids. But it was the most interesting conversation ever. He, we sat down. It was just me and him. And he was showing me photos, and he was talking to me about steroids, uh, as if he was telling me about steroids, as if they were this, as if they were like candies, as if they were sweets. He was like, "Oh man, this this drug here, this is a fantastic drug. This is this is so good. This one here will do this, and then, oh, this one, this one does this, and then oh, you." And he was telling me about it. And remember. Up until this point, I had no clue about steroids, other than the fact that my friend would tell me about his weird cycle that his mates set him up with. <clears throat> and I was like, okay, you know when you've got a friend who does dodgy shit, you don't really listen, but you listen, but you don't really take it all in. You just think, this guy's a bit dodgy. Well, anyway, that was that. That was me and my my buddy. He was on steroids, but I didn't really want to know about it because... It was bad. It's illegal. You know, if you get caught with steroids, using them or dealing them, you're fucked. You're fucked, mate. You're going straight to jail. 
And so I kind of, as a PT as well, I knew it was happening in the gym, but I didn't want to be the guy that ratted someone out. Anyway, so I'm learning about steroids at this fucking dude's house. He's about 70 years old. I'm learning about steroids, but he's telling he's telling me about steroids as if they're like films, as if they're like movies. You know, like when you say to someone, oh, have you seen this film the other night? Oh, so fucking good. Like right at the end, like this happened. That's how he's telling me about steroids. He was he was so into it and he took it so serious. He was like, he was probably on TRT at the time. I just I just clocked that. And TRT, I believe, is like this is when you take testosterone because for guys when they hit about forty years old, it's not as easy to put on muscle. That's a fact. That's a fucking scientific fact. It's harder for guys when they get older to you know their testosterone levels deplete. They they they, they go down, and so TRT, I believe it's called. I'm pretty sure. The fact is you can you can get prescribed testosterone and it just yeah, you you can just manage your levels the older you get. And I I'm pretty sure that's how he was able to get them. Anyway, he was telling me about them and he's told us his this the whole history of steroids and he was like, This does this, this does that and uh we're gonna he was telling me as if I was about to go on them. He's like, you want to get this drug for this to cancel that. This this drug has got a half-life of this, and your cycle's going to be this, so when you're this... And I was sat there taking it all in going, fuck, this is getting serious now. Like, I've just gone from... Because steroids, again, back then and still now, it's still like this sort of topic that doesn't really get spoken about a lot, and it's very, like, underground, and it's it was, uh, yeah, it was a bit shifty. And I felt really bad, like, just being there, listening to all this. And uh, it got to the point where I, okay, I was like, okay, thank you so much for your time. Let me go home and have a think about it. And I came back. We arranged to meet each other again. I came back into his house, and we had, like, a book with me, and I was writing down dates, and I was writing down, like, things. Like, it was getting... I hadn't done anything, but it was getting to the point where I was writing things down like a plan. Like, okay, my four-week plan is this. I'll be taking this and then this and then this. And then at this point, I'll have this. I can't remember all that shit now. I cannot remember at all. But it got to the point where I was like, okay, okay, Ted, how much is this going to cost? And he was like, right, with your frame and your build right now, you would take this and you would just blow up. You would just explode. You would just get, like he said, the way you train, the thing, your 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 determination, all this stuff, right? He he was like, you only need about a hundred pounds a month, and you will you'll be X. And I was like, fuck. And at the time, as a PT, earning like thirty five pounds an hour, working. 10 to 12 hours a day, 30, uh, 100 pounds a, a month isn't that bad. Isn't like, it was so doable. It wasn't the money that was scaring me or anything like that. It was like, oh man, the side effects, the, the shit I heard and the stuff that my friend was going through really put me off. And I was like, oh man, if I, what if this goes wrong? And I don't like needles anyway. And I was like, I can't, how am I going to, who's going to, put the needle in my ass and in this place and how the who's gonna do that and oh I don't know I don't know and then the more I sort of thought about it I was oh god you know what 
like, I don't want to do that, <laughs> I don't want to do steroids, and uh, although, like, all of the heroes that I look up, looked up to at the time, like, Kai Green and Jay Cutler, all the guys were on it, and I was like, oh, man, there is a chance that I could, you know, build and build this, and go through this, down this path, but probably take about 10 years off my life, maybe more, because that's the tragic thing about bodybuilding, is so many people that fucking die, like, in their 40s, some 30s, and I'm like, fuck, man, I don't want that, just to get a plastic trophy at a pageant, basically, so I just said, all right, I'll have another think, and I did, and I completely decided against it, and I would I just told him, I was like, look, I can't, I can't do it. Thank you for teaching me about it. Um, but I just can't. And I never did. Um, the only thing, I don't know if this cl is classed as steroids, though. Um, <clears throat> I don't know how I got hold of this packet of tablets. I think it was like for a friend, a, a very trusted friend, I should say. But it was like years later I can't remember when it was it must have been like around the time I was training anyway we got talking about this stuff because I wanted to I, I was trying to lose a bit of fat I wanted to shred more and uh, really get some muscle definition and uh, my friend was telling me about this this tablet called I think it was called clembuterol or clen for short and it's basically like these tablets and it gave me this this packet of tablets and uh, all the writing was Russian and I was like this doesn't look good but at the time I was like fuck it I need to try something just to shred a little bit more off because I know I know the muscles under there I just need to show it I need I need to get it and this was around the time of the I ended up cancelling the show as well by the way because I was just really put off by the steroid thing and I thought there's no point if everyone else is on steroids but me there's no point so anyway, around that time, I was I was trying to lean up, and uh, my friend had this Russian box of clenbuterol. The the thing I remember at the time is that you had to like build up your dosage. It was like these tiny little tablets, no bigger than like an antihistamine. And like the first day, you take like one tablet or two. The next day, you take four tablets. The next day, you take six. The next day, you take eight. I think it was. And then you go back to doing two and then four the next day and then f six the next day and so on. It was like a cycle, but it didn't fucking work at all. I was d training hard. The only thing that it made me, it made me like really jittery. It made my heart beat fast, uh, which was fucking dangerous. And I stopped immediately. Um, I think it was about a week of doing this clenbuterol thing. It was just, it was, couldn't do it. I'm now I look back on it I think that with the whole package and umbrella of someone doing steroids I don't think there's a one particular thing that people take it's multiple things some of it is to cancel side effects some of it's to cancel stuff out I don't still don't fully get the grasp of it but I think the substance that I had, these few tablets in a Russian packet that did fuck all, I think that needed to work alongside another drug to see the actual benefits, if that makes sense. Anyway, 
never after like that week i've been straight ever since if you can even say that i dabbled i re all i did was learn from a guru about steroids i actually learned more about training and nutrition than steroids from that dude but that was that's just obviously when i talk about training and i mention steroids that's what a lot of people would prefer to hear is oh steroids tell me more and it's like it's not that big a deal like you know what's crazy is that and this is my opinion on steroids is that if you do a bodybuilding show everybody's on it anyway that's what you kind of need to do you don't need to but if you want a chance at winning and you want a chance at you know that lifestyle and that uh, actually winning and coming like top three you kind of need to be on their level and you need to be on steroids if nobody was on steroids that would be even greater because then you could think anybody can achieve x y z without steroids and, and it'd be a fair game but steroids is in every single fucking sport you you would believe you would not believe it steroids is everywhere everybody knows that but um yeah so but what annoys me is that people that are go on people that go on steroids and don't do any shows don't do any sports they don't do nothing they just go to the gym do steroids which is so dangerous for your health but they do it it for the wrong reasons i don't think there's any good reasons to be fair but but that's what annoys me there's people that go to the gym do steroids to look a certain way i don't know why and it, that's what annoys me and then you've got people young impressionable people looking up to those people thinking oh yeah i can look like that he's like no you can't mate because you're not on this this and this and this um so yeah that's that's my little steroid story <laughs> and then after that i just knuckled down and became just a monster in terms of pt and business and stuff i just i wanted to be the most busiest i wanted to be the most successful personal trainer in the whole gym so I, I i knuckled down and tried to do that and then i i met chloe and uh we both had the desire to go traveling so i saved up for uh, another year as a pt and we fucked off i quit my job we quit both our jobs and went to australia and bali and that's that's the re that's the rest is history and now we're on the isle of wight um so anyway yeah that was that but uh yeah fucking hate people in the gym man get off your fucking phone and do some fucking work like push and lift some fucking weights uh yeah so that's what i will say uh and i don't know if i'm going to talk about the gym again in a podcast unless asked about it uh so I, I yeah that's all I'll really say is that I uh I I know the level of intensity that hu the average human being needs to have in order to see any kind of improvement in results you know like uh there's there over the years there's been many people that have always wanted to lose weight but they'll come in they'll do the bare minimum and expect so much and I'm like what the fuck are you you know what you're asking for is to lose this amount of weight do you know how long that's going to take and the level of intensity that's you're going to need and the discipline that is going that is required and i think people just 
And I still see it now. People go to the gym, do fuck all, like in terms of intensity, and expect the world. And it just does not work like that. And so when I go in, I will go hard. I will fuck my life up. And I don't care what I look like. I don't care. I go down. I don't I don't even look at any. I don't look into the eyes of anybody. I look at the floor when I'm in the gym and I just I do my shit and I go. I don't want to be there for longer than an hour. I just want to go in, train, lift, scream bloody murder, move a mountain and fuck off again. <laughs> I know it sounds very arrogant and I do apologize if that's not what you're used to hearing from me but it's like the gym is very it's a very sacred place for not sacred but the gym is a very big part of my life and I don't mean that in a fucking big headed way I just mean that you know it's it's I feel great when I when I'm training the release of testosterone and the release and there's so much that people didn't know about as well like when I get talking to people that want to lose weight and I'm and, and I'm for cardio, they're just on the treadmill. I'm like, mate, if you want to lose weight, you need to lift weights and you need to do squats and you want to get stronger. You need to do bench and deadlift and, and all this stuff. And then just they're just they do. They don't know. I just feel like I've got a lot of built up knowledge and experience. And I just feel like if certain people want to lose weight or get stronger they just need to make just be let how do i say this i don't think i can say it without give like without going off on a on another tangent but uh yeah i'm loving the gym and it's a big part of my life i'm doing it for health reasons yeah sorry it took an hour and a half to to say that um so yeah what else have i been doing <laughs> Um, no, I, uh, I, you know, on a serious note, let's talk about the monster rabbit and, uh, let's talk about new releases. Uh, yesterday, this whole weekend, when I'm recording this right now, it is the weekend of buy one, get one tree. And what that means is the company that I use to do my t-shirts for every order they receive on the website, themonsterrabbit.com, they will plant one tree which I thought was quite cool. And so I did, I had this idea. I was like, okay, the whole thing is that for every order made, they're going to plant a tree, tree hippie, tree hugger. And I was like, why don't I just turn like the Frankenstein monster into a bit of a hippie? So you know the the, the graphic design, the original graphic design of of the little Frankenstein monster guy? with my truck, you've seen it on the t-shirt, I went into Photoshop for a fair few hours, <laughs> trying to trial and error, trying to get the design right, I changed a few things, you might notice uh, I changed the license plate to an American flag, I changed the emblem on the front to a peace sign, I changed the red circle in the background to a uh, peace sign, which has a gradient. I added some hippie Ozzy Osbourne glasses to the and a flower. I changed a few things and and I I uh, put it on a tie dye. It's a pink and blue uh, tie dye shirt, which I always just I love. I seen that I could use that 
a few months ago and I always wanted an excuse to use it. I just think it's pretty funky and different, you know. Obviously, you've still got the black t-shirts that are standard you know you you don't when you're working on your car you don't see like oil and dirt and guns show up on a black shirt as much so the tie-dye is just a limited edition you know I've capped it at 25 and as soon as they're gone it's gone I I, I wanted to do a special edition or limited edition I should say and uh, people are loving it you know and it's it's just the idea is that it's for this weekend ideally it's so that it's just the whole i'm kind of playing on the idea of tree hugging hippie one t-shirt equals one tree so i wanted to make frankenstein a bit of a hippie looking thing (laughs) and and, uh and yeah people were people were enjoying it people snagged a few straight away i was actually surprised of like how many people jumped on it so i was like this is uh, interesting. If I ever do like another limited edition of something in the future, you know, it's interesting to see that, you know, there are people out there that want to fucking snap it up as soon as it comes out, which is is uh, it's good for me to sort of think about that stuff for the future, you know. So that's, that's one thing. Uh, I do have planned uh, a classic tee or a couple of t-shirts that are coming out on themonsterrabbit.com. You'll see those coming up in the next couple of weeks, I imagine. And I'm really looking forward to that because there are some people that, you know, they follow along to the podcast or the Instagram and they're just not a fan of the Rat Fink look, which is some of the... You'll see the T-shirts that I've got. You know, there's there's the original shirt. There's the Peep Dis M or the Winfred shirt. You'll see the Poplin shirt as well. So that those are the Rat Fink graphics. And some people don't like that. And that's fair enough. You know, you can't change people's taste and stuff like that. So I thought, you know what? I'm going to cater to the people that don't like the crazy, like, cartoony graphics and stuff. So I'm going to do a, a spin on some nice, minimalistic, classic T-shirts. Um, so I'm not going to give too much away other than that. All right. So in the future, I've been working on I've actually I've done this already. I, I should say I, I've designed these T-shirts. I just need to just wait just for things to calm down a touch and then release these these shirts. There's It's going to be like a small collection. And the, the thing about these classic tees that are coming out there, I'm they're going to be on, you can get them in different colored t-shirts. So you'll be able to get them on like a blue shirt or a black or a white or whatever. Um, you'll be able to see on the website when they come out. And uh, yeah, it's, there should be something for everybody, I think. And just you have to wait and see. So the, the key words for that without telling you what it is, is clean, classic and minimal just to help because I know I realize there are like I said there are people that don't like the rat fink style and uh, so I'm catering towards the people that just like clean classic looking t-shirts with the sort of Volkswagen Mark 1 twist on it so look forward to that that's what I got in the works that's coming out um I have got a another sort of apparel clothing line 
in the works. I'm not going to tell you what it is because I don't want it to be any part of the Monster Rabbit pod. I made this uh, mistake a while back. So let me just go on a tangent real quick. When I was growing up before being a PT, I was I was into doing the YouTube thing and I had fixed gear bikes coming out of my ear holes. I think the most I had at one point was like 10 or 11 fixed gear bikes. Just people would send them to me. Companies would send me bikes to review and do a YouTube video on it. And that was my life for a little while. And so with this YouTube channel... I think it grew to about 30, 32,000 subscribers or something like that. And, it, you know, there's a couple of videos that have got like a million views, which is bizarre to think about. Like, why would someone want to watch about like millions of people want to see this one video? Or I think it was a couple of videos. But nonetheless, the point of this, me telling you this, is that when I did the whole... Um, fixed gear YouTube video, uh, vi- YouTube channel, is that I grew this massive, in my eyes, it was a massive audience, you know, 32,000 people bothering to click subscribe, that was crazy, so whenever I would do like another venture, I told the audience, the fixed gear audience, about this other venture, like, so for example, at one point, I, you know, like I said, I transitioned into do like becoming a PT, and when I grew my PT business, like Instagram and YouTube channel for that, I told my fixed gear audience, I was like, hey, guys, I am now becoming a PT. You can go over and subscribe to this new channel and this new Instagram account. And guess what happened? A whole bunch of people from that were watching my videos for fixed gear stuff and the bikes and cycling, they most of them went across to my new YouTube channel, which was all about fitness and personal training and this, that and the other. And they were all like commenting on my videos saying like, about cycling stuff and bikes and stuff that did not relate to fitness at all. And they would just be on my Instagram account content, uh, commenting on photos about bikes. And they were saying stuff like we want more cycling videos we want more velodrome videos we want more uh cognite videos and all this and i'm like guys this is my business page like this is not where i'm going to be posting fixed gears stuff and cycling stuff okay that's so that's the mistake i made early on is that i told one audience that was like a niche audience you know cycling fixed gear bikes, that audience, I told them about some other venture that I was going on at the same time. And it just did not merge well. And it didn't, you know, people were going one way, they didn't know where to follow me. So to avoid that situation happening again, I'm not telling you the name of the brand, my face isn't going to be in the the brand at all. Really, as as much as I can help it. Um, It's just going to be a clothing apparel and I'm not going to use myself as a model. I'm not going to put my, I'm not going to do any sort of social media promotional stuff with me in it at all. So it's going to be not secretive. It's just, if you find it, you find it. Um, If you, you know, whatever. So I'm just going to try that as well because 
this is the thing, <clears throat> you know, obviously we've got the Monster Rabbit stuff, and, you know, there are mon there's Monster Rabbit t-shirts and all that and stuff, but there are some things that I want to wear, like hoodies, t-shirts, with certain graphics on and prints, but I just can't find it anywhere. Like, there's certain, I know in my head there's a certain style of something that I want to wear, and I just can't find it. So I thought to myself, you know what? I'm going to make the stuff that I want to wear. I'm going to design stuff. I'm going to do this, do that, put things together and have my own clothes printed so I can wear them because that's what I want to fucking wear. And then my cogs, cogs started turning. I was like, okay, let me just... I'll put it out to the, the, the universe and see if anybody else wants to or likes that style likes that that type of clothing so that's what I'm gonna do I've currently got three designs ready to go on a t-shirt and a hoodie and other things and uh, the other thing as well I'm, I'm probably probably gonna be trialing this all out not with t-mail which is the company that I use for the monster rabbit stuff I might be going and trialing something out with someone else. So anyway, yeah, I'm I've I'm going to try a clothing brand thing and uh, I'm really excited about that because it's stuff that I'd want to fucking wear. And I, at the risk of sounding arrogant, I uh, have become more sort of like my my mentality, my my mindset has sort of shifted slightly into being like, you know what, I'm gonna fucking do this, and I'm, I'm gonna, I've started to become more decisive and more like questioning, like, well, why can't I fucking do this? If I wanna, if I wanna have this, I'm gonna fucking go out and get it. Like none of this, like, oh, what if? Oh, oh no, like you know, uh, no. If it fails, it fucking fails, and I would have tried, like. If I didn't even try, I failed straight away. Does that make sense? So, like, I'm trying to be more, like, no, I'm going to fucking do it. I'm going to do this and I'm going to do that. And I'm going to fucking do what I want to do and be who I want to be. Right? I'm going to go fucking... I'm going to fucking crush. <laughs> and remember, like I said at the very beginning, this whole thing of me trying new things and trying to become this, I don't know, like, I'm trying to change from being a postman to having all these other little streams of income, you know, and all this is an effort to provide for my family to give us a better life, a better living situation, and that's my driving goal, so I, I, I know what my goal is, I've got to drive because because of what it is, and I have multiple ways to try and get there, you know, so at the risk of all that sounding very arrogant, and like, oh, he sounds a bit fucking up himself and narcissistic, or whatever, at this moment in time, I believe that I kind of have to be that arrogant fuck with myself, because nothing ever really happens on accident, you don't really 
get money on accident, really. You have to go out and fucking earn and get. So that's what I'm trying to turn on. Like, that's what I'm trying to keep that sort of uh, momentum going and that whole uh, drive. And that's why I had to come back to the podcast and Instagram. I had to get that back earlier because I'm just at this point now where I'm like, I'm fucking ready. I'm so excited to get new podcast guests on and I'm so excited for the future. It's ridiculous. And I knew that if I waited a, a week later, I don't know, maybe something would have changed. I don't know. Uh, oh, whilst I think of it right now, anybody in the UK, if you are free, I think it's September the 2nd to September the 4th, uh, the event in Santa Pod Raceway is still happening. Me and Sam have got our tickets to camp the whole weekend. Uh, we're going and uh, camping together. I think we're going with uh, Retrofication. There's a guy called Al. I think there's like a whole caddy, UK caddy forum. A bunch of people are going. I think we're staying in the same field. Uh, I don't know. Sam has more information on that. But I do know that we are going to this event in the UK called VW Action. I've said it before on the YouTube channel. I'll say it again here. We're going to VW Action this year at Santa Pod Raceway, September 2nd to the 4th. It's a weekend event. If you're going, come and say hi. If you spot me somewhere, come and say hi. It'd be great to to meet you guys if you, if you end up going. And uh, put faces to names that'd be great and uh if you're going uh be good good to see your volkswagen i'll be me and sam are both taking our trucks I've, i'm taking the the rabbit pickup he's taking his red uk caddy it'd be fucking great so yeah come and see us and say hi if you're going there um yeah that's what's been happening i've uh, just been fucking trying to be creative as much as I can with the Photoshop and all that. And because, uh, and the, this is the last thing I'll, well, actually, we've got some questions sent in from you guys, which I'll answer in a second. Um, but the, the last thing I'll say is that I've introduced this idea of doing seasons. And I don't know if anybody can relate to this, but I've, I've, I'm doing seasons on things. So what I mean by that is in the past, I felt like I phase in and out of hobbies and different things. I'll like be into something one year and then that's it. My problem is that if I get into something and I enjoy it, I do it until it's, I rinse it. I absolutely rinse it. It's the same with guitar, photography, Volkswagens, fixed gears, anything that I do, I rinse and repeat. But then sometimes I'll put something aside and not touch it, you know, and then I'll pick it up again. and be obsessed with it. That's my issue. But I'm putting it down. My label of it is having a season. So I, I let's take ph photography for an example. I'm a, I love photography. I want a career in photography. And I've decided that I more I I prefer and enjoy moody, dark photography like in like autumn slash I don't know like towards winter when when things start to get moody 
that's like the weather's moody and I love moody photography. So I've decided that when that time of year comes around, I'll be picking up my camera a lot more and practicing photography and yeah. And I'll go for a season of taking lots of photos and enjoying photography again. And then there'll be a time where I start picking the guitar up and I'll consistently play guitar like every other night for like a month or whatever. And I'll go through a season of that and then I'll put it down for a little while and then pick something else up. And it's, you know, <laughs> you can't have a full time job and multiple side hustles, a family, a dog and go to the gym and all these other little things. There's just no time. There's not that much time in, in, in the day. So I've, I believe in having seasons of things. That way I get to enjoy multiple things for extended periods of time um, and just really just go with the flow. And maybe you might be like that as well. Uh, but at least now I have a label for it. I don't just phase in and out of things. I, I really enjoy things. I put them down, respect it. And I sort of have this energy for it. Like photography, when I get going, oh man, I fucking love snapping away, going out on excursions or trips and just going out specifically to go and get photos. Like I love, like we went to, uh, we've been to Scotland many, many times, beautiful place. And I remember going to specific places in Scotland just to go and get a specific photo. And I love doing things like that. And when I get going, I really, really enjoy it. And then it gets to a point where it's like, okay, I need to stop now because I need, I just don't feel creative enough. And it's just, yeah. And so you end up trailing that off and I pick something else up and I get really involved with this, that and the other. So yeah, that's what I'll, I'll end my little rants on is that I've, I decided seasons is what I'm into. All right. I don't phase in and out of things. I just have a season. Doesn't mean that when I'm finished doing it, I'm never going to do that thing again. It just means I'm waiting for the next season to do it. Anyway, let's uh, go on to Instagram because I did say if anybody has any questions, you can submit them. Let's have a little look. We are right. Here we go. Okay. Oh, God. Uh, I don't know if we'll be able to ask answer all of these uh here we go this one sent in from but why volkswagen i keep saying that name but i don't recall i can't remember the name um how have you and the family been well yeah like i said we've been i've been great really good uh, uh been helping well i've offered to help chloe with her fitness goal I don't know what you want to call it but uh, I know that she wants to try and uh, lose a little bit of weight or whatever it may be to help her feel like she's healthier so I've been not pressurizing her because obviously as I've mentioned before she suffers with uh, mental health and uh, all the rest of it I won't go into detail because yeah um, but uh, so I, I've got to be aware not to push her too much, but just and also be, uh, yeah, not to push too much and not to pry and make her feel uncomfortable, but be encouraging around someone like that. And it, when it comes to fitness, 
it's like I have to battle with myself. I've, like I said, I know how intense you have to be to make a difference and make a change. I've got to fight myself when it comes to giving that advice to someone who deals with the mental struggles. So I've just said, you know, whenever you are ready, whenever you need me, I'll be right here and we can train and we can, we can, we've actually been making some, like I said, we've made some really healthy decisions. We have one cheat meal on, uh, a week and uh, we've together been consciously eating healthier and in return we are feeling much better for it. So yeah, hopefully that answers your question. Um, another question here from Spectre6411. Hopefully that's your username. How crazy is it to try and rebuild my original 1.6 diesel to drive to Madness next year from California? Ooh, wow. That's uh, quite a drive. Um, not crazy. That is not crazy, my friend. Uh, it can be done. And that's the way you got to look at things. And the also the other thing you got to look at is not only can it be done, but if it doesn't happen, you will have the story with you forever. You know, like look at Nick Selko, for fuck's sake. His, his, his fuel tank is a Home Depot bucket in the back of his truck. Like if you like if you think your situation is crazy, there is someone else in this in this community that it has a situation which is f- ten times crazier. You know, look at Clint and Jess driving around with no fucking rear brakes, and sometimes Jess drives without any brakes. So and just uses like the uh, the strip on the highway with the rumble strip to slow down. So you think you've got crazy problems or whatever. You think things are crazy. You haven't got a fucking clue. But I like the idea. And driving from California to to PA, that is a long, that's a couple of thousand at least miles, surely. I, I, I haven't done the geography with that. But from California to Pennsylvania, that is quite the drive. And I would love to do that, to be fair. Um, my advice would be to take a big box of tools and all the necessary like replacement parts just in case like belts, uh, tow, like two, two spare wheels and tires, etc. And just anything, just have a garage go over your vehicle and just see if it is solid um, and get as many people as you can to look over things. Just test, test, test. And just fucking send it. Just fucking go. Like I said, if it doesn't work out, like, at least you'll have a story to tell. Be like, well, I got to, I don't know, Idaho or some other place which is in the middle somewhere. I got to Texas and uh, I had to turn around. I had to get picked up. I don't know. It just just commit, right? Just, just commit. And... Just try and get that trophy that says uh, longest, not the how did it make it, but like furthest traveled. That would be quite cool. So there you go. Um, Next question is from S14OCP. Why do you say restoration weird? Keep up the great work. (laughs) Restoration. What's wrong with that word? What's wrong with how I say it? Restoration restoration 
Is that how you guys say it in America? Restoration. It's restoration. Restoration? Rest, restore? Restoration? Restoration? I don't fuck. It doesn't matter. You know what I'm fucking saying. <laughs> but no, I appreciate you. Thank you. Uh, oh, he also sends in another question. Just cut, discovered the podcast. Loving it. Started at episode one and working my way up. But... Oh, okay, so that was the first part of his question. Well, thanks, dude. Uh, I don't know what your name is because you've got a bunch of letters and digits for your username. Uh, No offense, but I would just say, do what you want, guys. But, like, when you submit a question, it's so easy when someone has their name as their username. just makes things so... And especially when it comes to meeting you in person as well, I don't, I can, I can immediately know who you are. Um, anyway, next question sent in from Jack Humphreys. How's the gym going? I think we covered that already. Uh, looking forward to pod. Uh, I'm guessing you mean Santa pod, which I've just said as well. Absolutely. I can't wait to go to VW Action. I, I for me, it's just the experience of going out and camping with. Uh, with Sam and just meeting other Mark One owners, it'd be great. But just chat about the same shit and uh, yeah, I I'm really looking forward to it. And hopefully, Jack, you can make it on the Saturday as well, and uh, we can film a bunch of stuff. So yeah, Jim's going great. I'm really looking for, forward to Santa Pod. Um, <laughs> speaking of Sam, uh, he says, "Have you done your cam belt yet, mate?" <laughs> wink face so yeah uh that was a (laughs) that was a thing i often joked about is because uh, for people looking at my i've just i should say in the previous youtube video i had my cam belt changed uh i i did it myself with the help of wayne in bournemouth shout out to you an absolute dude legend uh and uh, we changed the cam belt. But before then, I was working on the truck and taking photos of the... I took the, the, I took the cam belt cover off, or timing belt cover off, and I was restoring it. <laughs> restore. Uh, restore. Restore. I was restoring the cam belt cover... And I took photos and videos and people were just like, oh, I wouldn't drive that if I were you. Look at the state of that cam belt. Look at that timing belt. Oh, I wouldn't drive that truck. I wouldn't drive that. And so many people were messaging me saying, don't drive your truck. And I, I wasn't really. I wasn't really driving it. I was, I was fixing the truck. But people would just not let it go. Uh, anyway, you'll go on to YouTube after this and see my latest video where I have, where I changed the cam belt and, uh, yeah, you'll see that I was driving on borrowed time. Anyway, we got a question here from Mark One Mueller, Ethan. He says, what guests slash topics would you really like to feature in this upcoming season? Well, interesting interesting that he said that question because Ethan is actually coming back on the podcast, guys. He has, he was, he's been on the show before, uh, but he is coming back. This time, he's going to be doing an educational show because, you know, that's, that's part of the Monster Rabbit 
you know, you, uh, the Monster Rabbit podcast is that not only is it a, an, a podcast show where people come and tell their, their stories, but it's also an educational show where if someone knows about, you know, Mark 1 Volkswagen stuff, uh, I love it that people can come on and share their knowledge. I think we've got to keep this alive, you know. So Ethan is one of those dudes who will be returning to the podcast very, very soon, I should say. In the next couple of weeks, he'll be coming and telling us all about the levels of trim, uh, all the interior stuff, exterior stuff, little changes, factory stuff, very exciting stuff. I've I've told him to, you know, not give anything away because I, I always want a, a natural reaction from me. So when we record the episode, everything that I hear will be for the first time. I don't want to hear regurgitated information you know i want to react absolutely natural to it so ethan's one of those guys who's coming on and he's gonna he's gonna tell us he's gonna educate us and i think he's got he has the literature he has the brochures he has all the stuff he has knowledge and it's all backed up and he's gonna educate us so that'll be something to look out for is the uh the ethan mueller episode with the I don't know what we're going to call it yet, but it's going to be talking about all that stuff. All the levels of trim, all the different makes and models. That'll be cool. So, yeah. Uh, but what he asked, what uh, what who, what who, guests I would really like to have featured on the this upcoming season. You know who I'd like is, I, it doesn't matter who it is, but I would like at least one female guest. Because I want to keep things interesting. I want to keep it diverse. I wanna. I think. I think there are a few people, uh, a few females that drive Volkswagens and Mark One. So I want to give them an opportunity to come on, and I just want the first female. I don't care who it is. I just want a female to come on the show, uh, just so we can keep it fair and keep it. You know, it's 2022, man. We've got to keep it. You know fight the feminist power i don't know what the fuck i'm talking about but you know what i mean i just want to I, I i think it'd be interesting to have a female on i know that um oh, sarah i think yeah sarah it'd be great to have you on because uh we could talk about dana lynn bailey and rob bailey and that flag nor fail stuff that'd be quite cool uh but also talk about volkswagens and stuff and uh yeah, I would. There's a couple, couple other people I won't mention, but uh, it'd be cool to have a female on, or or a couple. If there's a Volkswagen couple, like a, that'd be cool to have on. Um, topics I would like to have on. Yeah, I would. I just. I'd love to learn more history, and hopefully Ethan can come on and tell us a bit more about history. I'd like to learn a bit more about the. Um, factory westmoreland plant uh yeah there's just a few things a few people that i've seen on instagram that i would really like to have on um but the what i've learned from in the past is that not to mention many people's names then and say oh yeah this person's coming on because for a while i was talking to the owner james of auto finesse here in the uk and uh we were chatting back and forth and he this was very very early on in the podcast and he said he would he would come on the show and talk about the two caddies that he's got here in the UK with Auto Finesse 
and I wanted to hear the story about that. I wanted to give him a chance to come on and talk to my audience, and uh, and it never fucking happened. Uh, never got a message back. So uh, we had a conversation, and then I got ghosted. So I learned to never announce that certain people are coming on because sometimes they just won't follow through. <laughs> anyway, um topics yeah just more educational educational stuff i do here we go okay so um i just seen uh berg lifey aka trevor adams just says why is your beard so marvelous uh interesting story i've cut my hair off by the way i uh, don't know if you saw i grabbed my girlfriend grabbed my ponytail well bunched all my hair up in a ponytail and cut it off and now i have really short hair again and we actually trimmed my beard in half and uh yeah don't know my head my hair will change every all the time it will change all the time anyway um to finish off with ethan's uh question i just lost my train of thought um yeah i don't want to i don't want to announce that certain people are coming on there are okay so the main in season four, I don't know if this is going to happen. I did say it in the episode I did with Nick Selko just just a few weeks ago. I love the idea. I love the idea of having like a every now and then we do like an episode where it's like a head to head game show type thing, like a quiz, like a pub quiz in the style of Volkswagen and and the Monster Rabbit, like trivia. So. But the idea, like I said, would be I would have two people on on one team and then another two people, like a pair on another team. And both teams would fight it out in this quiz challenge to see who's the more, most knowledgeable team. Uh, and the, the, uh, the questions would be geared towards Volkswagens and the monster rabbit pod the monster rabbit in general so like some uh, maybe some of the questions could be uh what's my what's dan's favorite drink or what uh color was dan's first volkswagen uh those are just some questions and then some questions could be like oh what year was the the beetle invented uh you know what what year did the beetle cease to cease production or whatever it could be you know a mixture of relatable uh, related questions so if i'll put it out there now before we end the sh- today's show i'll put it out there right now if you and your friend or buddy or partner whatever if you and you if you could get someone else and you could create a little team, a duo. I want you to come forward and message me on Instagram at the Monster Rabbit and say, "Hey, me and this person want to be a team, and we want to go. We want to come on the podcast and take part in the quiz. And the winner will stay on to the next episode. If that makes sense. So, say for example, this is a total example, right? Let's say episode one." I have Clint and Billy Applegate on Team A, and Team B is uh, James and let's say James Cooper Ryder and Derek in uh, I think he's in Washington State. But those two guys, and let's say 
We do a quiz, say about 10 to 20 questions, and let's say that Clint and Billy win, and they will stay on till the next episode. And the next episode will be Billy and uh, Clint again, but this time they'll be with uh, James... Oh, what's his name? It's, it is... It's not Greg James, that's the fucking radio DJ. Um, Lovin' and Dubbin. I can't remember what his fucking name is. James something. That's going to fucking annoy me. Um, anyway, and then uh, Chris C. Until the Light Takes Me. Let's say those two are a team against Clint and Billy. And let's say, you know, Lovin' and Dubbin and Chris C. win. Then they would stay on and so on and so forth. And it would be this sort of like quiz tournament and uh yeah i i would love that as an idea if if we could make that happen so if you would like to come on and take part and do this sort of like quiz pub quiz tournament uh and you if you've got a friend uh please do come for me in the dms and say right me and this person want to do the quiz and let's go and uh, we'll go from there I don't know. That's what I would like to see on this season of the podcast. Um, yeah, that would be that would be great. All right, guys. I feel like I've rambled on. My voice is very croaky now and dry. And uh, I'm going to leave you with this. Let's keep encouraging each other. And... Wait, what was the what's the quote? It's on my fucking website. It's uh, let's let's keep it positive and let's keep encouraging each other. That was it. Yeah, we got there. This was all in one take as well. By the way, I just rambled on for two hours and ten minutes by myself in a vehicle in a, in my girlfriend's car, talking to my phone, updating you guys with what's going on. What's been going on? So, yeah, I didn't know you could talk to yourself for two hours straight. Anyway, we've got lots of things coming up. I'm really excited. Uh, I want to just firstly say thank you uh, for coming back to the Monster Rabbit podcast. And welcome if you are new here. Uh, This is basically a podcast all about just based on Volkswagen Mark 1 stuff. Like all Volkswagen Mark 1s, this is what it's about. We're about educating, we're about telling stories and just reliving things and we're just all about helping each other out as well. This is such a fucking beautiful community and I'm just looking forward to this season of the podcast. Um, Yeah, we're going to be, we're going to have guests on every single week. I don't know whether I'll change the the day to Monday or Thursday, keep it as Thursday when we do the podcast. Because I was thinking, like, if we release a podcast every Monday, we could call it, like, Mark One Monday. (laughs) I don't know. Or we could just keep it as Thursday. Anyway, as always, thank you. Make sure you're subscribed to the podcast, by the way. I keep forgetting to remind people to subscribe. Uh, For some reason, that really matters with, like, the algorithm and stuff. So if you could, if you're on, you know, Spotify or Apple Podcasts, Google, whatever, find the plus or the follow button, click follow. That would really help me out with this podcast. And at the same time, if uh, you wanted to take the extra and, you know, an extra step and really support the show, you could go to themonsterrabbit.com and pick up a a T-shirt or two. 
Um, really, I'm really enjoying and I'm really proud of the the, the shirts and the designs that are that are coming out uh, this year for the MonsterRabbit.com. And uh, yeah, I, I'm I'm enjoying working with the select people as well, as you'll see on the website that uh, we're featuring different Mark One owners. So, and and that's one thing I'm really enjoying is the the relationships that I've built with. These guys uh, in in America mostly, um, yeah, really enjoying it. If you wanted to support the show, like I said, you can subscribe. But if you wanted to take the extra step further, please do go ahead, snag yourself a shirt or a hoodie. Because, you know, I know it's really hot and sunny now, but you wait, you wait. It will be fucking freezing again very, very soon. Uh, so, yeah, it might be a good idea to get yourself a hoodie. I, if you've made it this far on the podcast, well fucking done. I know a lot of you click off halfway through. So I will say now to those of you that have made it this far, a little spoiler, I'm going to be doing a, at least one Christmas jumper. That's all I'm going to say. That's all I'm going to say, folks, is I'm going to be doing a Christmas jumper jumper and that's gonna be so fucking sick and obviously before christmas we've got halloween and obviously this is the monster rabbit podcast so you can only imagine i'm gonna be doing something special for halloween uh it's gonna be fucking sick i've been thinking about it like for a couple of weeks now like ooh, what could i dress up as Ooh, could i do some sort of like funny YouTube video where I go around and someone drives my truck and I just jump out from the back of the truck and scare a load of kids and all this shit. Like, the cogs really start turning. Like, that's that's what I'll say is when, when you have time away from, you know, the noise of social media, you're really able to have less shit going on in your mind. Just mindless stuff going on in your mind and you're really able to think and be creative and that's what I've just been doing my cogs have been turning man like and I've really had some cool fun ideas that I want to complete and that I will do uh, and I'm really excited to actually facilitate those and make it happen so yeah keeping Facebook deleted because fuck Facebook it's just noise and complicated and ugh. so the only thing i really really have is email and instagram and of course the website and the podcast but anything else ugh. tiktok ugh. facebook get fucked anyway guys this has been great even though i've been talking to myself i feel like i've been talking to to you guys and i really enjoy this so thank you for Thank you for being something positive in my life. There you go. Until next time, let's keep it positive and let's keep encouraging each other. (laughs) 